We could have people who create powerful things. Look at those powerful things. We could have people who use their power. Now, what about God? How can he show his power? Well, I think he is powerful. He's a powerful creator. And he also uses his power. So he's all three of those all at once, isn't he? He controls nature. But he can also, as we've been singing, meet us individually as well and turn our lives around. And as we look at those pictures and we think of God's power in the universe, sometimes it's power for good, sometimes it's power which is destructive that we see around us. Doesn't it make you feel small against that? It does for me. It makes me feel small and weak and aware of our shortcomings. I just wonder if we might have a time now of confession. Um, and when, I, when members of the group here are going to be saying, in your mercy, forgive us, if you could answer, save us and help us. So let's try. In your mercy, forgive us, save, save us, us and, and help us. We have lived by our own strength and not by the power of your resurrection. In your mercy, forgive us. Save us and help us. We have lived as we wish, and not thinking of you or trusting you. In your mercy, forgive us. Save us and help us. We have failed you by what we, by what we do, think and say, living as, we, as if we were ashamed of you. In your mercy, forgive us. Save us and help us. We have let ourselves be drawn away from you by the temptations around us and doubted our home in heaven. In your mercy, forgive us. Save us and help us. May the Lord God Father forgive us by the death of his son Jesus and strengthen us to live in the power of the Holy Spirit all our days. Amen. Save us and help us. That's what we've been saying. People in the Old Testament were looking towards a Messiah coming. A, a Messiah who could be a saviour to save them and help them. And they expected a Messiah to be able to um, rule as a king forever, to preach the good news to the poor, forgive their sins, save them from their enemies, and bring glory of God to all nations. Now, <clears throat> the disciples... In today's story, we're going to be um, reading a bit later on all about what happened just after the crucifixion, when Jesus was risen again. The disciples were in a state of turmoil. They were kind of half thinking that Jesus could be the Messiah. They'd seen him preach good news to the poor. They'd seen him heal people and transform people's lives. They'd seen him rule over the wind and the waves. They'd seen him gain followers and his reputation had spread far and wide, but they hadn't seen him save them. They were expecting him to save them from the Romans and bring a new kingdom in, but they hadn't seen that. So let's just spend some time looking, about, um, looking at some slides up here which follow the, um, the last few days of Jesus' life. And as we look at them, I just want us to think about what Jesus did and said that perhaps the disciples weren't expecting. Jesus told his disciples, 
but they didn't understand. Jesus was anointed with very expensive perfume. He told his disciples, This was poured on my body to prepare me for my burial. Judas thought this was a waste of money. He betrayed Jesus to the chief priests and they gave him 30 silver coins. Jesus then shared the Passover meal with his disciples. This is my blood, shed for many. This is my body, broken for you. Peter and the disciples still didn't understand Jesus had to die. Jesus told Peter he would disown him three times before daybreak. Then Jesus was arrested by Judas and a crowd of armed soldiers. Jesus told them, All this has taken place that the writings of the prophets might be fulfilled. The disciples expected Jesus to defend himself, but he didn't resist his arrest. Then all the disciples deserted him and fled. Caiaphas, the high priest, and the teachers of the law assembled at the Sanhedrin. Many false things were said, but they could find no evidence against Jesus. Caiaphas said, Tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. Yes, and I will come again on the clouds of heaven. Blasphemy! Then Jesus was brought before Pilate, the Roman governor, who asked Jesus, Are you the king of the Jews? Yes, it is as you say. Pilate expected Jesus to protest his innocence, but Jesus remained silent. He could find no basis for a charge against Jesus. Then the crowd shouted, let's all shout together, Crucify! Pilate wanted to satisfy the crowd, so Barabbas was released. Pilate's soldiers led Jesus away to be flogged and crucified. They dressed him as a king with a a robe and a crown of thorns. They mocked him and abused him. Jesus was very weak. So the soldiers met a man named Simon from Cyrene and they forced him to carry the cross for Jesus. Jesus was crucified. People expected Jesus to call down angels from heaven to release him from the cross. Save yourself. Let God rescue you now. Many women disciples were there. They'd followed Jesus to care for his needs. And they watched him die. Joseph of Arimathea took Jesus' body down from the cross. He wrapped him in linen and laid him in a tomb which he owned. A very large stone was rolled over the entrance to the tomb and was guarded by soldiers. The worst case scenario. So the disciples were expecting him to defend himself. They weren't expecting him to die. But now their mission was over. They had, they'd lost their leader. Their leader was dead. What were they going to do now? They had nothing more to live for, no hope. And they felt so afraid they went away and hid. The worst case scenario. Andy. 
Thank you. Well, we're going to think a bit more um, about uh, the worst case scenario there in a moment. But before that, um, I'm aware that a number of us have been on holiday during the summer. Can it hands up those who've been on holiday uh, during August? Okay. And hands up those who've had problems on holiday, uh, challenges to cope with. Okay. Well, I think it'd be good to just kind of... I won't, won't ask what your problems were, um, but I think it'd be good to... So we're just going to have a bit of a, a challenge now, a worst-case scenario challenge. And I don't know if there are uh, anyone who'd like to volunteer to be in the worst-case scenario teams. Okay, brilliant. <laughs> Lucy? <laughs> Lucy? Right, Lucy, you can be, if you'd like to be in the middle there, Lucy, you can be team captain of your team, and Zach, you can be team captain of your team. Okay, and we need some um, assistance. I I, I could get volunteers if you want, but want to volunteer, but otherwise I will uh, pick them. Who's going to assist? Harvey, who, you'd like to assist Zach, I think. And Ben, I'd like you to assist Lucy. And I think we need some, uh, a bit of seniority, actually, here. So I think... (laughs) I'm going to ask um, Andrew to come and, uh, come and uh, join uh, Lucy and Ben. And I think, as it's a very, very special day, I'd like to ask Bert, please. <laughs> Bert. If you'd like to join uh, Zach and Han Harvey and give some maturity. <laughs> give some maturity to their team. You would. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and Beth, are you going to come and be the, um, uh, the, the uh, score, score lady, please? Okay. As Beth is making her way up to the uh, score chart, and there's a, there's a pen for you there, um, and as I say, while on holiday, you will, you will all have had uh, some, uh, some serious problems to, to cope with. Reading from God's Word this morning is from Mark's Gospel, chapter 16, verses 1 to 8. The Resurrection. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome brought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early, on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb and they asked each other, Who will roll away the stone from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man, dressed in white, in a white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter. He is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone, because they were afraid. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Great. <clears throat> well, worst case scenario, my voice, is, I got, my voice was going a bit then, actually. I, I quite got, really got into that game. Um, now, during August, we've been doing these, this series on hands. And last week, um, uh, we weren't actually here, but I know what you were doing, and I've looked at the slides, and you were looking at hurting hands, how Jesus uh, died uh, for us. And today, uh, it's strong hands. Now, which, I wonder which of... Louise's powerful pictures uh, struck you most. And, and I suspect uh, it was that one. And uh, does anyone, does, is anyone kind of setting their hearts on looking like that man? Okay, uh, Andrew obviously is. Zach or Ben or Harvey? <laughs> I, there's others that we, 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 some of us may try it. I remember, I remember when I was... When I was um, uh, when I was trying to, trying to be a good windsurfer, before the days of windsurfing harnesses, I used to pull myself up on, on my kind of flat um, uh, door, door frame every night, and I thought, well, I've got to get strong. And it just didn't quite work. <laughs> anyway, the Jews were expecting a king, weren't they? At the time, uh, in AD 100, when Jews was alive, the Jews were expecting a king. And they were expecting a great king. And they were, and they were in a pretty... They, were over, they had the Romans ruling them, and they really desperately wanted a king. And they thought that the king they wanted was going to be, uh, was going to be a king in an earthly sense, creating earthly power. And, he, but it, and, and in fact, if you look in the Bible, in the Old Testament, you can see why in some ways. His rule, it says, would extend from sea to sea. They were looking forward to this king. But the worst possible thing had happened. Jesus' disciples thought that he was this king, but actually, he died. And I'd like all of us to think about what we, what we would be feeling now. We'd set our hearts on, on Jesus. We thought he was, going to be, we thought he was the Messiah. Um, children had followed him. Men had followed him, women had followed him, but now he died. He had died. And it was not good. And just think about it. Because you've been following him for three years. What would you have thought if you follow someone for a week? If you're on a holiday, you have a, a bad experience on a holiday, it dominates your holiday. You've, but you've been following Jesus uh, for three years. What would you have been feeling now? The word why is buzzing around your mind, I think. I don't understand. I wonder if there are some things which we... Sometimes in life, there may be times when we say, I just don't understand, in our, deep in our hearts. I don't understand why this has been allowed to happen. This is really bad. I know God is powerful. I know Jesus is loving. But I just don't understand. And this is the kind of thing that they were thinking. What would we do? I could ask people what they do, but I think let's just think on. What would us, I, but I think actually what men would do might be a bit different from what ladies would do. It might be a bit different from what children would do and young people. Certainly, we would be, we, as, as men, we'd be confused. I'd be uncertain what to do next. 
I'd be aware that kind of my leader had been killed, <laughs> um, and now I'm, the leader had been killed. Perhaps the Romans and the Jewish authorities would actually capitalise on, on their success, perceived success, and they'd kill me too. I think I'd adopt a low, uh, a low profile. Jesus, at the same time, Jesus was so fantastic. How can it? How can it be the end? I wonder what you, you, young, you children and young people would do. I don't understand. What about the ladies? What would you do? Well, actually, we know, quite a, we know a bit from Scripture about what the ladies did, don't we? We see that actually very early in the morning, they went to the tomb because they decided that they, they felt they should put spices on Jesus' body. They might go and anoint Jesus' body. So very early on the first day of the week, it says, just, it says they were on their way to the tomb just after sunrise. And they had a worry in their minds. Because actually that stone was huge. Who would roll the stone away? That was their worry. Who would roll that, roll that stone away? But when they got to the tomb, they saw the tomb, the sat stone had been rolled away. They went inside and they saw a man dressed in white, presumably an angel, who said, don't be afraid, Jesus is not here, he's alive. Go and tell his friends. Go and tell his friends. What was it, I wonder? What was it? That, and then, then, of course, the women, the women went, went, went off and they told the disciples. They were told initially um, not to tell, but they did. They, and they didn't tell initially, but then they did. Um, and they told the disciples. And then we read, if you just, just look ahead a little bit to verse 12, it says, Afterwards, Jesus appeared to two of them while they were walking to the country. And then Jesus later appeared to the eleven. And then we read, actually, in Scripture that he appeared to lots of people. He appeared to lots of people. What was it that changed the women, women's mind, the disciples' mind, the children's mind, the young people's minds? What was it that changed their mind? It was the evidence. The evidence that the, the tomb was empty. Jesus was not there. Some of the grave clothes were there, but, the, but Jesus was not there. And, and the angel was very clear about that. And they looked in, and he wasn't there. The evidence, and then, with the evidence, they then subsequently met Jesus. What's the message for us? What's the message for each one of us here, whether we're a, kind of a, an, <coughs> a person of maturity or a, or a young, or, or kind of young person? Why do we believe? Actually, it's good to look at the evidence, isn't it? The empty tomb is crucial to our Christian faith. We believe because Jesus rose again from the dead. That that tomb was empty, Jesus wasn't there. And then, because of that, we're told if we believe in him, we can then meet Jesus. We can experience Jesus. And Jesus, it says in scripture, will come into our hearts. So the message is exactly the same. 
There's a third E as well, isn't there? There's a third E. Evidence, experience, and then uh, uh, expectation. And I'd like to just kind of look, for, <coughs> for those of you d- d- just look ahead, uh, in, in the Bible, and there's a great letter to the, that Paul wrote to the people in Corinth. And it says, it, says, uh, it talks about the, the kind of looking forward. Because Jesus, that Christ, it says, has been raised from the dead. For since death came through a man, the resurrection also comes through a man, which is Jesus. The resurrection is really important. For as in Adam, which is um, the first man ever, all die, so in Christ will all be made alive. So just as Christ, Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, so actually the expectation looking forwards is that each of us will be raised with him. With him. When, when we die on earth, we'll be raised with Jesus. And that's actually really exciting. And that's something to really look forward to. Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive today. And in future, when, when we die, we will continue to be alive with him. That's, something to, that's really good to look forward to, isn't it? Thank you. It's really good to look forward to. There's another lovely thing. Just looking closely at the passage. There's another, there's another, there's another couple of little messages, I think, as well. It's wonderful how those ladies wanted to honour the memory of the man Jesus. Because then they couldn't, they couldn't really perceive, I don't think, that... <coughs> They, they couldn't really kind of say he was God because he just died. Um, but they wanted to honour the memory of the man Jesus, who they had loved, although they were in a state of confusion and unbelief. And sometimes there are times when we are confused and we're in that kind of worst-case scenario, we're unsure what life has got in store for us. And even in those situations, it's good to be open to what God prompts us to do. And then he can glorify himself and lead us forwards through it. Just think on that a bit. There's some great news, isn't there? In Acts 13, Paul says, we tell, you, we tell you good news, what God promised our fathers in the Old Testament, he's done for us by raising Jesus. And that's brilliant. It is good news, which, we, which is for us, and which is for all uh, people. So Jesus is alive is our message uh, today. Um, and as Christians, as people who believe in God, or as people who perhaps haven't that belief at the moment, it's good to look at the evidence and then when the ev- and, and look at it critically. There's nothing right. There's everything to be gained by looking critically uh, at evidence. And I would challenge you, if you don't believe in the Lord, to do that. Um, and, and there's lots of, and if you look back at the evidence, there's lots of evidence that that empty tomb was real. And then, but, but having looked at the evidence, you then need to say, well, actually, I believe. And then you need to open your heart to Jesus and experience Jesus. And then there's a fantastic expectation for the future. Good news. Amen. Let's stand and sing.